Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. Praise the Lord. Let him who has taught the word share in all what? Good things. Share in all good things with him who teaches the word. God said, I'm going to give you, I'm giving you a key on how to connect to the next level. He said, the way to connect to the next level is to come in covenant with those who are, who are releasing revelation. And then that revelation will begin to explode in you and take you to where they are. Where they are. Oh, glory. He said, he said, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will, re- will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Look at this right here. Just quit. This ain't even in my notes. God said when you sow into the Spirit, the Spirit has the ability to release even natural things into your life. Hallelujah. Ain't that amazing that you sow into the Holy Spirit, sow into the work of God, and the work of God is able to release natural things. My God. Watch this. And let us not grow weary. Push your neighbor and say, don't get tired. You're going to reap. Keep up. Let us not grow weary in our well-doing, for in due season, somebody say, this is my season of the double portion. Somebody say it again. This is my season of the double portion. One more time. This is my season of the double portion. Yeah. He said, let us not grow weary in our well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, He said, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. Glory be to God. Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to go to Genesis chapter 26. And by God's grace and by the help of his spirit, we're going to tie all this together. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 26. And in verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Then Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you for you and your descendants. I give all these lands. Somebody say it's mine. And I will perform the oath which I I swore to Abraham, your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants in in all these lands. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be what? Blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, my laws. So Isaac dwelt in Gerar. And the men of the place asked about his wife. Now it seems like we're all out of context right there, right? But we're not. 
This is all together right here. Because, you, never mind, don't let me go there. And, and, and the men of the place asked about his wife and he said, she is my sister for, for he was afraid to say she is my wife because he thought, lest the men of this place kill me for Rebecca because she is beautiful to behold. Now it came to pass when they had been there a long time, everybody say a long time, that Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, looked through a window and saw that there was Isaac showing endearment to Rebecca, his wife. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, quite obviously, she is your wife, so how could you say she is my sister? Isaac said to him, because I said, lest I die on account of her. And Abimelech said, what is this you have done to us? One of the people might soon have, have lain with your wife and you would have brought guilt on us. So Abimelech charged all the people saying, he who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Watch this. Then, everybody shout then. Then Isaac sowed in the land in a time of famine and reaped in the same year. Oh, hallelujah. Reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. And the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now I'm going to preach a message and teach a message today. You don't want to leave early on this. I know I'm a little bit into late on my time, but you don't want to leave early. I'm going to teach and preach a message just simply entitled Kingdom Increase. Kingdom Increase. And I title it Kingdom Increase because the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one do I got anybody on the left side that knows the Bible the blessing of the Lord makes one and adds no sorrow with it see the difference between us and the world the world can get rich with finances but sorrow follow it but God said my people can turn around and get rich and add no sorrow with it ah hallelujah now, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless this time. Uh, Lord, bless your word. Bless the preaching of your word. Let me have a prophetic utterance, God, far beyond any kind of, of ability of my own. I yield myself. I yield this heart. I yield my mind. I yield my spirit. I yield this voice box to whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, and whenever you want to do it. I pray that your spirit would move, tearing down every wall that there might be of communication that exists and I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that by the end of this time revelation would have exploded so powerfully that breakthrough happens in every life that's under the sound of my voice. I thank you God that you are the God of breakthrough and Lord today we release breakthrough in this house. Look upon my availability and not my ability today and I pray Lord in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray right now, let there be such a move of your spirit that it would not be contained to these four walls. But God, it'll follow people home. It'll follow people to the workplace. It'll follow them to the vacation resort. It'll follow them to the bank when they go and check on their stuff, God. I pray, Lord, let this tangible anointing continue to rest on your people in the power of Jesus' name I ask today and everybody shout amen. Give the Lord a praise for his word today.
You may be seated. Now, um, I, there is an anointing here. I don't know if you're, and I, there's always an anointing here, but I don't know if you're sensing what I'm sensing right now. But I'm literally telling you that there's an anointing to, for, let me say it like this, ancient walls to come down. I sense it in my spirit. There's for ancient walls to be removed. Stuff that you've been hitting up against for a long time. I'm telling you, when the Lord steps in the house, he ain't there just to handle one thing. God said, when I show up, I'll handle everything. Hallelujah. How many believe that right now? Give him praise if you really believe it right now. Now, over the past five weeks, we have watched as uh, many in this church, and when I say many, I ain't talking about five. Many in this church have grabbed a hold of what God has been saying. And by faith, you've been putting this into practice. I've been preaching and teaching on giving, tithing, seed sowing, all this good stuff. And people have been grabbing this thing and the testimonies have been absolutely miraculous. Yeah, give the Lord praise right now. There ain't no need being jealous. One of the ways many have seen the Lord bless them over the past several weeks is through their finances. Now, God don't just bless through finances, but he will bless finances. The Bible says the silver and the gold are the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, pastor, I want to serve a broke God. Well, you can't serve Jehovah Jireh then. Because the last time I checked, he said there's a cattle on a thousand hills that are mine. Hallelujah. You can't serve him. You got to go make you an idol. Hallelujah. Others have received new jobs. Others have received bonuses. Others have received uh, uh, breakthroughs and purchasing of houses. I'm talking about stuff that's been held up for a couple years. When people started grabbing this thing by faith, all of a sudden God said, watch this. What's been held up for two years, I'm about to happen in two weeks. This is what I'm trying, this is what I'm trying to get you to sense today. That's happening in the spirit. I told you over a year ago, there is a wealth transfer coming to the body of Christ and you better believe it and get right right now. Hallelujah. One of the things, that, this ain't in my notes, let me get over here for a minute so I can tell you this. One of the things the Holy Ghost told me a couple weeks ago, he said, son, my word says that I have given the task to the wicked to go and, and gather wealth so that it would be released to those who please my name. He said, I have given people the task to go and gather wealth for you. Now begin to pray that what they have gathered will be released to you and to this house. And that's just a key. That's for free right there. That ain't even in my notes. You need to begin to say, God, I don't know where it's at and I don't know who you gave the task to, but you are not a man that you should lie. And if it's in that word, it's got to be true. So God, in the name of Jesus, I command everything that you have given me, wherever it's at, I command it to be released and brought to me, for I am a child of yours, and I please your name. Now, in case you haven't read your Bible, that's in your Bible. That's in your Bible. It says he has given the task the work, the labor 
of the wicked to go and gather it up. So it will be released to those who please his name. Let me tell you something. The world might be swimming in riches right now, but if the church can get this revelation, God is going to let that wealth transfer come on over into the body of Christ. Why? There is a harvest to reach because Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what God is doing right now. Matter of fact, under this anointing, I'm going to give you about 15 seconds to sit there and say, God, in the name of Jesus, all the money, all the resources and everything else that is mine, I command it to be released in the power of the name of Jesus. Devil, take your hands off of it now. I prophesy a wealth transfer coming now. Hallelujah. That's in the same Bible that says that you are saved, <laughs> that you are saved, that you are born again by your faith through grace. You need to understand that by grace through faith. Hallelujah. So God has been using this revelation that you've been getting to turn around and open up doors. He said, I have the keys. I am the key of David. I open doors that no man can close and I close the doors that no man can open. So before we go any further today, because the Bible says that we have to build line upon line, precept upon precept. We have to go from faith to faith to glory to glory. Uh, so, so before we go any further today, I want to just make sure that you understand in case you're a newcomer or maybe you decided to come last week and then you said, I got to go back to this church because I didn't even know anybody wanted the presence of God anymore. I didn't know there was even any place to have the anointing of the spirit anymore. And so in case you're here, I need you to understand something that I want you to, I want you to grab this right here that I want you to grab the concept of tithing. Now, I know I didn't lose my amen crowd in this house right quick. Hallelujah. I want you to grab that concept of tithing. Well, pastor, tithing's of the law. I done told you, listen, go back about three or four weeks ago when I taught a whole message. I ain't tithing after the order of Aaron. I'm tithing after the order of Melchizedek. And the Bible says that Jesus came after the order of Melchizedek, not the order of Aaron. If he would have came after the order of Aaron, then his kingdom could not remain. But when he came after the order of Melchizedek, he said, there shall be no end to this kingdom right here. And no Know you not that you are the seed of Abraham. And if you are the seed of Abraham, then you do the works of Abraham. Now, listen, if some of you are still struggling to believe what the Bible says about tithing, it, it, listen, it's okay. We're going we're gonna to help you through this thing. We're going to help you through it. But I need you to understand tithing is an elementary start to kingdom increase. It ain't the end. It's just where you begin. That's what tithing is. So I want to teach you about increase, but you need to you need to beat the devil off this first. And oh help me Holy Ghost. Tithing keeps you positioned for increase. Do you get that? Tithing keeps you positioned for increase. When you're in a field that you didn't plant, you're called a thief. But when you turn around and have seed in that field, you have legal right to go out and grab the sickle and begin to reap what has come up in that field. 
Hallelujah. So, so, so it's just the elementary uh, start to kingdom increase. And not to mention all the other benefits that tithing brings upon your life. God said when the devourer shows up, I'll say, not here. You got to go to the next mailbox. You got to go to the next house. But this is a tither. So I just want to give you one scripture and then I'm about to start teaching on increase. If, you, if you're still struggling with tithing, if you're still struggling with it, um, in case you haven't read this, the Bible says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Listen to what God tells you. He says, test me on this. I was telling the staff, I'm so glad that your, your increase and your, your breakthrough and your blessings are not dependent upon me. Well, that'd be a lot of weight to hold. But I can teach you a word like this and lay it in God's hands. You want to know why? Because God said, test me on this. He said, try me. See if you can outgive me. God is giving you a challenge. Saying, listen, I'm going to draw a line and I dare you to cross it. Test me. The only place God says you can do it, he says, test me and see if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out on you such a blessing. You don't have room enough to contain it. Hallelujah. So if you're still struggling with that, grab that. Grab that. That was your word today. And go home and say, God, that, that preacher said, I could test you. Now, where is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? And watch what happens. Now, I want to get into this increase. I want to get into teaching on the increase. And I'm going to be teaching that from, uh, mostly from Genesis 26 today. Now, if you're taking notes, and I hope that you are, because usually, usually I just preach and you just grab things, but I want you to take some notes today. Take them in your phone, whatever you got to do. But I want you to grab some things, because what I'm about to start preaching and teaching to you, I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't watch this on YouTube and get it. <laughs> Which there's nothing wrong with having messages on YouTube. We got sermons on YouTube. I'm just trying to tell you, I didn't, I didn't just like, Okay, I need something to tell the people of God, so let me see what this worked for this man, and then I'm going to turn around and tell them the same thing. No, I, the Lord put this in me years ago. Years ago to be able to get out of poverty. And when I say poverty, I was poor, broke. Y'all know our story? Many of you do. Couldn't even, first year or two of marriage, we couldn't even hardly buy food. Had to eat at Lisa's mom and daddy's house. Broke. That's the reason when people start putting their mouth on me now, they see all the blessings that I have. I'm like, you don't know what I walked through? You have no idea the seeds I done sown. You better watch out. I know what it's like. Number one. Your increase is not, as, is, is not as much in your seed that you plant as much as it is in the faith connected to the seed you plant. 
Now I'm going to help somebody today because if it's just about what you give, then you could buy a blessing from God. But you can't buy a blessing from God. It's connected to your faith. He said, if you don't have faith, you can't please me. I need you to understand, I don't ever, after, after today, I don't ever want you to walk in here or ever give another tithe or ever give another offering without you turn around and connecting your faith to it. Don't ever do that again. God has given you an opportunity to increase. But you've got to have faith connected to the seed that you plant. In order for Isaac to, listen, in order for Isaac to stay in the land, he was going to have to completely depend on God. God said, don't go down to Egypt. I know Egypt's got plenty of food and a famine. I know they got everything you think you need. But if you go down to Egypt, Egypt's going to get my glory. I need you to stay right where you're at because when you stay in this land, you got to depend on me. It wasn't just about his seed or, 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 or everyone else. Listen now, if it was just about the seed Isaac sowed, then everyone else could have sowed in a time of famine and reaped a hundredfold. But nobody else was doing that. Why? Listen, how do you know that, Pastor? Because the Bible says that they got so hot with him, they envied him so much that they kicked him out of the land. He was so blessed. Everybody else is planting in the ground, but they're not getting a hundredfold. Why? Because his faith was connected to the seed that he sowed in a time of famine. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You see, when you turn around and give, when you return the Father's tithe, and when you give up your offerings, and you have your faith connected to it, what you're saying is, God, I believe that you truly are who you say you really are. And I believe it so much that I'm obeying your word and I'm bringing my tithes and my offerings into your house. I believe that you truly are El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. And the, and the Bible says that he is the God of more than enough. And I'm believing for a harvest of more than enough. When you turn around and return the tithe and you, and, and you give up your offerings, you're saying, God, I believe that you truly are the God of the breakthrough. And what I'm doing is I'm taking a seed and I'm connecting my faith to that seed and I am asking for breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Faith has to be connected to your seed. Never allow a seed to leave your hand without connecting faith to it again. Now, well, pastor, what do you mean by that? You can do this one of two ways. You can speak over because the power of life and death is in the tongue. You can take a seed in your hand and say, in the name of Jesus, go and open doors for me. In the name of Jesus, go and bring raise for me. In the name of Jesus, go and bring bonus for me. Now, if you don't have faith enough to grab this, you think I'm just jibber-jabbering. But I'm telling you, I'm giving you something that brought me up out of a miry place right now. Or you can do what I do, and I turn around and name my seed. I name it. 
I did it this morning. I'm okay. I, I, and not only do I do this personally, not only Lisa and I do this personally, but we do it as a church. When we turn around as a board and give offerings to other places, my board members will tell you we won't give it without naming it. We gave an offering to an evangelist two weeks ago and I said, name it for the tent awakening. I'm sowing seed. This church is sowing seed for a breakthrough in that tent awakening. I'll turn around and write it on the check. Some people write it on their envelopes. What are you doing? What you're doing is you're saying, God, I'm believing you for this. And not only am I believing you for this, but I'm going way past a bunch of, a bunch of words. I'm extending an action of faith into what I'm believing for you to do. And I believe it so much that I'll turn around and name it and decree and declare there's something that's about to happen on my way. I'm telling you, this is what brought us out. My God, I'm t I got to, I can tell I got to kick the devil a couple more times in this area. I remember one time we was, Lisa and I was believing for, uh, just believing for God to touch our son. Just a, just a spiritual breakthrough. He wasn't doing nothing wrong either. He just, just, we just wanted to see God move on him. So to see him began to pray and fast and watch the power of the Holy Ghost hit him. Got baptized with the Holy Ghost down there at a children's, uh, at the children's camp down there and, and, and down there in Forsyth. So I'm just sitting here telling you that if you'll grab this right here, then you can begin to allow the Lord to break through in some places of your life. Don't ever give another seed without naming it or speaking over it. Let your faith connect. It's what God is using. He don't need your money. He said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't even tell you. He said, I'm giving you an opportunity to connect the faith that's in you to the seed that I placed in your hand. And I take these two and I turn around and bring supernatural breakthrough in your life. Glory be to God. He takes these two and, and does this. Let me tell you something. But y'all know the story how we moved in here. But can I tell you that not only, uh, not only had we been sowing seed, not only did we sow seed into that orphanage and this broke through, but we had been sowing seed for two consecutive years, believing for a, a, a debt-free property. Now, let me kick the devil in the mouth just for a few more times. Because some of us were raised in places where Poverty was considered holiness. You ain't got to tell, just look straight ahead. Don't look at who, who it is. Poverty was considered holiness. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You're not always going to be blessed. Who said? Don't bring that mess down in here. Well, you know, there, there is suffering. Yeah, but you can be blessed and suffer at the same time. Don't bring that nonsense in here. And if you want to keep it, just keep it to yourself. It's religious talk. It's religious talk. And it holds people back. Glory be to God. Like I told you about three or four weeks ago, if, listen, if poverty, if, if God loved poverty so much and it was a blessing, then why didn't he ever bless anybody for doing good with it? 
My God, Abraham, you got so much faith, I'm going to make you broke. That is not what God said. I'm telling you, that, and so you have to start pushing this thing out of your life because you can't receive from an anointing that you criticize. You can't. Oh, hallelujah. Well, Jesus was poor. Wait a minute. If he was broke, why'd they gamble for his clothes? If he went and bought his clothes at the Dollar General, why'd the soldiers gamble for it? Have you ever thought about how many people was in his ministry? Twelve disciples, a bunch of other ladies around, going from city to city. Do you think this was free? Had, had so much money in his ministry that Judas could steal from it on a regular basis and they still didn't go down. I'm telling I will kick the devil out of somebody's head today because God said, if you obey me, I will bless you. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Number two, your increase comes, your kingdom increase comes from seed that connects to his word. Regardless if it's a rhema or a logos, seed has to connect to his word. That means that when God speaks, you do it. Because his word has already paved the path. How, how, listen, how could Isaac know that regardless if there's a famine or a drought in the land, if I put seed in the ground, I'm gonna reap a hundredfold. How did he know this? Because God already spoke and told him, stay in the land and I will bless you. Can I tell you something? Isaac wasn't waiting, listen, Isaac wasn't waiting on the hundredfold, the hundredfold was waiting on Isaac. When God spoke, the hundredfold was sitting there saying, boy, if you'll just put some seed in the ground, I'll show up. When God spoke, the hundredfold was present. My goodness. So whether you get a rhema word or whether you get a logos word, the difference is a rhema is when God speaks into your current situation. How many of you know the Lord tells you how to marry and the Lord tells you don't go out there and get no crazy folk, but he don't tell you who to marry. But when you begin to seek God, God will say, leave that one alone and go over there and marry that one. That is a rhema word from God. That's a rhema word. And God will speak to you in the midst even of a time right now and say, do this or do that and do it for this much and don't do that right there. That is a rhema word. And when you sow into that, into that word, the word has already paved the path and the harvest comes through the path the word has already paved. My God in heaven. So you get a word from God. Whether it's Logos or rhema. Logos is the written word. 
That means that sometimes you're reading through the Bible and all of a sudden you come across a scripture that's speaking to you in your current situation. The Holy Ghost bears witness. You got a word then. Now so when you get that word because the word paved the path. This is what this is what happens church like the three or four weeks ago when everybody was just coming down giving during the service unprompted nobody tell them except the Holy Ghost why were they doing this you some of you had not even been taught this and you did it out of the unction of the spirit you want to know why you did it because you got a word from God and the word had paved the path. And when that word paved the path, you came down and put seed to it. And when you put seed to it, all of a sudden the harvest began to break out in your life. Now I'm gonna let somebody share a testimony this morning that gave during that time. They're not the only one, by the way. There are many here that have received breakthroughs during this time. But I'm gonna let somebody share a testimony of what they did because that word dropped in their spirit. And when they obeyed that word, I want you to listen to what God did. God opened some stuff up. Hallelujah. Now, Brother Vern, Tory, y'all stand up down here and bless the Lord. Let's give him a hand in the name of Jesus. Now, Brother Vern, I want you to tell the people of God what happened that day. Bless the Lord. Um, before I share, um, I want to reiterate what Pastor said. Um, this would not have been possible if we would not be faithful in our tithes and our souls. My God. It wouldn't be possible. So um, there's two really um, that God's done in the last month. So five weeks ago, Pastor said something that hit me in my spirit. He said that a wealth transfer is coming to the righteous, and I grabbed a hold of that. Come on. And... At, um, not many of you know, but I work in sales and commissions. And um, every every Sunday, when Pastor releases the Pastor's uh, blessing over the over that, I stand up for that. And I want to let you know that it was double. My my commission check last month was double what it usually is. Somebody give him praise right now. Bless the Lord. Stood up in faith while while something's being released over you. Amen. But it gets better than that. Um, so three weeks ago when everybody was coming down to sow seed, I just felt it in my spirit to sow uh, a, a seed. And so I was like, Lord, I don't, I don't know if this is you or not, but I'm, I'm going to sow this seed. We sowed the seed, and um, not many know that uh, Tori's grandmother on her father's side passed away a year ago, and, and we were supposed to inherit something. And it was just in a process with the estate. We... We didn't even think we were really going to get anything. We had, I forgot about it, to be honest. And three weeks ago, the Holy Spirit told me to sow a seed. And I said, Lord, what's this for? And he said, just sow a seed. And I sowed the seed. So two weeks, two weeks later, last week, um, the, Holy, the Holy Spirit said, I felt it in my spirit to stand up when he said, when the wheels and the estates and things. That Settlements, are yeah. To stand up. So we stood up in faith, believing that the Lord would, would, would release something. And the next day she got a call from her uncle saying, hey, you have a check up here. Um, you need to come get it. And, and, and the next day, 
we went and picked the check up, and it was a hundredfold of what we sowed two weeks before. My God, somebody give him praise if you know our God is able. Our God is able. And this is just one testimony. Uh, Pastor Deborah and the girls are at a different church ministering today. I was going to have her get up and share what God did for Hope Farms in that same service. Absolutely mind-blowing what God did. I'm telling you, people of God, you need to kick this poverty mentality out of your heart, out of your mind, out of your life, and don't let it pass down to any other generation and say, I am standing by the power of the name of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus, and I decree and I declare right now that if God says I'm blessed and I am blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field, when I lie down, I'm blessed, and when I wake up, I am blessed. And everything I put my hands to shall prosper. My God. Hallelujah. This is what God is saying. I want you to grab that testimony because that testimony they just shared is the same thing that happened with Isaac. Isaac had a word from God and the word from God was stay in this land and I'm going to bless you. Their word from God was if you will turn around and sow in this time right now, I'm going to bless you. And then they got another word when I turn around and prophesied and released the pastor's blessing. He said that is mine and everything that's being held up has to release in the name of Jesus. It's got to let go in the name of Jesus and God said because you believe and you got faith 24 hours a 24 hour miracle showed up in their life hallelujah Isaac's increase did not come from staying in the land Isaac's increase came from sowing in the land that's why some of you sit around and you say, man, I've been, a, I've been a believer for since Buck was a calf. I can't even remember a time when I wasn't a believer. But there ain't no increase coming to my life. Increase does not come because you stay in the faith. Increase comes when you sow in the faith. And you've got to put some action to your faith. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. This is, I'm telling you, these are keys that I picked up that God spoke to me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me go on a little more. Hallelujah. Number three, kingdom increase is not dependent on, on, on favorable outside conditions. Well, so-and-so is the president, I'm going to sow now. Or such-and-such is doing good, I'm going to sow now. No, 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 no. God ain't asking none of them. God ain't never asked one of them. And nor does he have to. Matter of fact, most time when God says so, it's in conditions that aren't favorable. Because this is how he gets the glory. 
the, listen, this land wasn't prospering and all this and rain falling on this land. And God said, okay, Isaac, so, and you're going to get it too. No, there wasn't nothing happening. Famine, drought. And God says, watch this boy. Everything on the outside is saying, don't do it. And I'm telling you to do it. Now, who are you going to believe? If you wait on favorable conditions, you won't ever sow. It's kind of like, have y'all ever heard somebody say, well, when, you know, when we get everything ready, we're going to have a kid. Well, you ain't going to ever have a kid. <laughs> Trust me, you will never, the, everything is never all the way ready. Well, we're going to get out of debt and we're going to do this. We're going to do, I mean, it's a good plan. I praise God for the plan. But there ain't but one way not to have that happen. And <laughs> all you married folks say amen. And if you ain't married, you better not say amen. I'm not looking on outside worldly conditions to line up for me to sow seed. You want to know the most important thing to a sower? It's not his eyes. It's his ears. And one of the challenges with the church is they are waiting to do everything until they see something. I ain't waiting to see something. I'm waiting to hear something. It really don't matter what I see because that stuff right there can change at the blink of an eye. I'm waiting to hear what he has to say. And if he says it, then when I do it, it really don't matter what everything else looks like. It's going to come to pass. Hallelujah. I'm just listening for God to say, so now. Do it now. Do this. Let me give you this last one, then I'm going to be done, Lord willing. Number four, kingdom increase comes to those who sow into the blessing and not get jealous over the blessing. Now, some of you that struggle with jealousy, this is going to help you today because you need to realize if, you, if, if you're jealous over anything, you're as far as you'll ever go on anything. You will never go any further. If you can't celebrate the next level, you sure ain't about to get there. God begins to bless Isaac so much until the Bible says that he became very prosperous. Now, God had released the blessing over Isaac's father, Abraham. And what was that blessing? Listen carefully. That blessing was this. He said, Abraham, upon you and your seed, whoever blesses you, I'm going to bless. And whoever curses you, I'm going to curse. Now, Abraham doesn't need anything because Genesis 13 says he was one of the richest men on the face of the earth. But God says, whoever comes and blesses you, I'm going to bless them. So Isaac is sitting here with this covenant blessing over his life. But the Philistines get jealous. 
and sit there and say, man, you listen, we don't even want you in our land. So get out of our land. Now watch this. All they had to do was go up and sow into him. If they wouldn't have been jealous, they could have sold into Isaac. And if they would have sold into Isaac, the blessing that was on him would have came on them. But when you get jealous and you, you, you cut the blessing off. So therefore, they, they begin to envy him and kicked him out of the land. And this man kept on blessing because they thought his blessing was tied to their land not realizing the blessing was not in the land, it was in the man, my God. Because everywhere he went, that blessing was gonna be with him. So instead of getting jealous over it, they should have sowed into it. I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna upset a few religious people right quick. But, but listen, it's something I've learned. Now, I, I, this ain't going to upset you, but, but, you know, I told you about three weeks, four weeks ago, I found out there was a ministry that had become debt free, you know, several years ago. And me and my board sat down. I said, let's write them an offering. Let's sow an offering into them. I said, why in the world do you want to sow an offering into them? They're debt free. I said, I know. That's why I want to sow an offering into them. <laughs> The pastor was so shocked, he wrote a letter back and caught, had his uh, assistant pastor called off and said, did y'all mean to do this? I said, absolutely. Because I've done realized that if I get jealous over that, I can't receive that. You cannot receive from an anointing that you criticize. It's impossible. I know your grandmama used to sit down and after church and go home and talk about everybody. But if you want to be like her, then you need to keep on. But if you want God to do something different for you, you need to change something. But anyway, so that's why, you know, there was a couple years ago, it was all out on Facebook on the news. They were bringing some of these preachers up because they'd bought a jet and all this stuff, you know, and talking about they, they robbing people and, or, or they, you know, they, they, they are, they're people who, who are, ain't right because they've been blessed and all this, you know, they got all this money and who are they to say that they should have all this money? And I watched a church hop on that bandwagon and go to crucifying people. And they did not even know they were cutting themselves off from an anointing that they wished they had. Don't ever do that, church. Don't do that. If you don't know about it, just shut up. It's best not just say anything. Just, I don't know how that man got that stuff. That's between him and God. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm gonna bless the Lord and keep on serving God regardless. I'm gonna sow my seed and I'm gonna let the Lord bless me in the land of the living. I ain't got nothing to do with that over there. Ain't none of my business. That ain't none of my business. If God wants to give a man a hundred million dollars, yeah, what do I care? I ain't got nothing to do with that. See that some of you are struggling with that, but I ain't seen one of you blast. I have not seen one of you blast a casino owner for his jet. The, 
Muslims have five different airlines. Not just a jet, they own five airlines. Ain't nobody said nothing about that. But let a man of God get blessed and all of a sudden we want to hang him and crucify him. I came to serve notice on this spirit. It will not minister in this house. In the name of Jesus. Just hopped on the bandwagon. Ready to hang him. Ain't said nothing about the crooked politician. Ain't said nothing about the owner of, of, of the beer company. But let a man be breathing life and he's supposed to be broke as a joke and can't buy a coat. Who taught you this? It wasn't the Lord. It wasn't Jesus. Who taught you this stuff? Glory be to God. Ain't said nothing. Ain't said nothing about the strip joint owner. He can have Bentleys, Mercedes, Jets, mansions. Ain't nobody. And he's sitting there killing people. But let a man of God get something. And we like crabs in a bucket trying to pull him down. Man, you, you can't ever increase this way. Ever. See, that kicked something out of you, especially those of you, and that's pretty much almost everybody, raised in the South. We were raised with some stuff, man, that ain't right. It's put in us. It's, it, you know, it, it was put in us that, 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 you know, it's okay for these worldly people to have this stuff, but the house of God can't have nothing. Man, read this Bible. Just read it. That's all I ask you to do. And see what God has to say about it. The father of our faith. Not the author, the father. Abraham. God said he's one of the richest men on the face of the earth. Do you get it? This is what I'm trying to teach you. This is what the Lord wants this house to get. Right here. The hundred, listen, you ain't waiting on the hundredfold. The hundredfold's waiting on you. God's already said, you are the seed of Abraham. If you are the seed of Abraham, then in Christ, you now connect to the blessing of Abraham. You just got to shift this thing and stop waiting on everything to go wrong. 
Oh, I'm talking to somebody right now. Stop waiting on everything to go wrong and start saying, no, 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 no. Everything's about to go right in Jesus' name. I've been born again. Well, what about if something does go wrong? Well, just keep on blessing God. Troubles don't last always. Oh, hallelujah. If you'll get this and begin to pray and ask for the Holy Ghost to lead you and let all the religious talk that everybody else wants to put in your life, just let it fall to the side, brothers and sisters. Let it go. Just, well, you know, this and that. No, 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 no. Just, what does the Bible say? In my opinion, church, and then I'm, I'm done. In my opinion, this is what's holding much of the church back today. It's called jealousy. It's jealousy. It holds couples back. I'm jealous, of, I'm jealous of my spouse because they look better than me and I want them to be uglier so I look better. <laughs> I know it's funny, but there's folk that think that way in here. Just jealous. And not realizing this is cutting you off from the blessing. It's cutting you off. I want to be able to have testimony service so long that folks start getting up and saying, man, I can't stay here this long. I want to have testimony service so long that all the religious people that don't like it get up out here and say, I got to go. I got to get out of here. There is too much blessing in this house. I don't want it. I, I want to be able to do that because of what God's doing. And this is the season for ask for the rain in the time of rain and I'll send it to you. This is the time of rain and God is pouring it out in the name of Jesus. Let's give him praise all over this house. Come on, Molly. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I just want you to take about, let's see, I've got a few more minutes. I just want you to take about a minute right now and pray and see what the Holy Ghost has to say to you. <clears throat> because I know he wants to speak and, and so I just, just what he wants to say to you right now because Every major move of God, even in the Old Testament, when the glory of the Lord would show up, I want you to understand that it was an accompanied with or preceded by sacrificial giving. I've studied it. I've studied even in the Old Testament, when the glory would show up, sacrificial giving was present. There is something that happens when something leaves our hand on earth something leaves God's hand in heaven. There is something that happens. And I know it don't make sense. And I know we got all the, uh, got all the worldly people saying it ain't nothing but this and that, but they don't have no portion or matter in this thing right here. 
They can't even understand it. But if you will grab it, if you'll get a hold of it and put your faith with it, the blessing of the Lord will overtake you. My God in heaven, the blessing of the Lord will overtake you. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.